Welcome to the NLCC Lancaster Podcast. We hope and pray the following message blesses your life. For more information about our church and other resources, visit us at nlcclancaster.com. Mark chapter 16, verse 19. So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into the heavens and set on the right hand of God. Talking about the disciples, the disciples went forth and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. I would say to you today that the key to what you need this morning, and we've identified a lot of needs here today. The key to what you need this morning will be fulfilled when the Lord works with us. I have no healing power. This church has no healing power, but God's word, God's spirit, God's name, and God himself is a healer. And when the disciples went forth and miracle signs and wonders they performed, they understood that all of this was because God was working with them. And so today I speak to you from this thought, the final mandate, believe, go forth and preach. And you may be seated. If you will follow me to Hebrews chapter 2, starting at verse number 1, therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip, or lest at any time we should start drifting. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and it was, And every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward. How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him or by the disciples? God also bearing them witness, the disciples, allowing the disciples to do what he had done. God also bearing them witness, both with signs and wonders and with divers miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to his own will. And so Paul writing to the Hebrew church reminds us that it was God that did the work. It was the Lord working with them. Now, today, the question is apostasy or apostolic? That is the question. The question is, will we walk in the spirit of apostasy or will we determine to walk in the word of God with apostolic authority this morning? I looked up the word apostasy and it means a total desertion of our departure from one's religious principles, an abandonment of a former loyalty. I think you and I see that in our world today. 
And then I choose on this Sunday morning to walk in apostolic authority. To be apostolic means this. One of the characteristics of an apostle pertaining to the 12 apostles derived from the apostles regularly. And then it tells us in the definition of this that the order or the line of those entitled to succeed one another is passed down to this hour. In other words, what happened with the early church and with the 12 apostles is what happens here today and what we witnessed in Millersport on Friday night at the camp, miracles, signs, and wonders. And those things are apostolic. We are not walking in apostasy today. We still believe the word of God. We stand on the infallible word of God. And it goes back to the confirmation of the Messiah. We know him as Jesus Christ. It goes back to the confirmation of Messiah among the nation of Israel. And that confirmation was revealed by miracles, signs, and wonders. Listen to Acts 2, 21. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Ye men of Israel, hear these words. This is what Simon Peter preached on the day of Pentecost. He said, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you. And how was he approved among them? By miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as ye yourselves also know. And so the Lord was saying in these words that the Lord Jesus Christ during his earthly ministry was mightily used and he performed miracles, signs, and wonders. You see, what we're up against today, as you've often heard me say across this pulpit, is the spirit of the Antichrist, the spirit of iniquity, and especially the spirit of the age. The spirit of the age rested upon unbelieving Jews in that day, causing them to rise up against the early church. However, the threat against the people of God, the threat originating among unbelieving Jews could not stop the church then. And the spirit of the age they faced is the same spirit of the age that we are facing today. It is a spirit that challenges our faith in the word of God. The spirit of, uh, of the age purposefully uh, try, is trying to destroy our country as we know it. It's doing it on purpose. Their quest is to change America into the world's next failed socialist state. The word of God is detested by those who propagate to destroy the sanctity of life. The word of God is detested by those who propagate to destroy the sanctity of marriage. And so today, a holy lifestyle where a man is a man and a woman is a woman is ostracized by those who have no regard for the family as described in the holy word of God. And so the question is, 
What is the antidote? What is the remedy? What is the solution for us today? What shall we do as the church? Well, I would take you back to Acts chapter 14, 2,000 years ago. Here in this passage, we will find that the antidote was they believed the word of God. We will find the remedy was this. They believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. The solution for them then was they believed in apostolic authority. Listen to Acts chapter 14, starting at verse number one. It came to pass in Iconium that they went both together into the synagogues of the Jews and so spake. And a great multitude, both of the Jews and also of the Greeks, believed. That's the key. They went into the synagogue and they preached. And when they preached Jesus, the Jews and the Greeks believed. You must believe before anything happens in this room today, you and I must believe. But the unbelieving Jews, next verse, stirred up the Gentiles and made their minds evil affected against the brethren. Long time, therefore, abode they, the church, stayed with it. They didn't run off, even though there were unbelieving Jews that were causing all kinds of problems in the sanctuary. Long time, they was there a long time, and, and they abode, they refused to give in, and they abode speaking boldly in the Lord which gave testimony unto the word of his grace and granted signs and wonders to be done by their hands. The Lord was working with them. When the unbelieving Jews stirred up evil against the church, it was then that the church stood united and believed the word of God. The church did not just believe the word of God, they also spoke the word of God boldly. And the key is this, when they spoke the word of God boldly, multitudes believed. A great multitude, both of the Jews and also of the Greeks, believed. Look at verse 3 again of Acts 14. Long time therefore abode they speaking boldly in the Lord, which gave testimony unto the word of his grace and granted signs and wonders to be done by their hands. And so the key word again is believe. As we go forth in this service, as we lay hands on people in this service, as we anoint with all and pray the prayer of faith in this service, we know beyond the shadow of a doubt that God will work in you and for you when you believe. They believed the word of God and they took him at his word. Mark chapter 16, verse number 15. And he said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So when the early church came under strong persecution, you know this, harassment and notwithstanding much suffering 
It was then that their commitment to the word of God drew stronger and stronger. Look at Acts chapter 4, starting at verse 29. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings against us. And grant unto the servants or your, children, or your children or your people that they with all boldness may speak the word by stretching forth thy hand to heal that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. And when they had prayed, hallelujah, they believed and they prayed. When they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost. And they began to speak the word of God with boldness. And when they did, and the multitudes of them that believed were, if you look at this carefully, of one heart and one soul, neither said any of them that ought of these things that which he possessed was his own, but they all had things, everything in common. So I believe that if you and I will go after it on this Sunday morning, I believe that if we will ask in faith, according to the word of God that I've shared with you today, it shall be done. I believe in these perilous times, the Lord is going to open up opportunities for the miraculous. This morning we have given, and we, we have been given an opportunity to believe God, take him as his word, and we have, we've been given an opportunity for him to demonstrate his power through miracles, signs, and wonders. And we can do the unbelievable through him. God can do the unbelievable. Let me, let me say this this way. God will do the unbelievable. God will do the astonishing. God will do the incredible. God will do the extraordinary. Ephesians 3 and 20, now unto him that is able, it's still him, he does the work, that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Now I'm finished pretty much with my sermon, but Wednesday I received a phone call. And on Wednesday, Brother Larry Bird shared with me a message that he had just received from his doctor. And most of you who know Larry Bird know that this is a very uncomfortable position that he is in today. As a matter of fact, he said, Pastor, if you want me to testify, please don't make me come to the platform. And I said, okay, we'll take your testimony on the main floor. We'll take it on the platform. Would you welcome Brother Larry Bird to this altar right now to give us a testimony of what God has done. Well, it's uh, been an exciting week uh, for me, and as they sang this morning, uh, God has made me glad uh, this week. But it all started on October the 2nd, 2022. I was in Riverside Hospital, and a couple doctors walked in and said, Larry, you have pancreatic cancer. And I'm like, I know I'm in the hospital, but I didn't think of something like that, you know, but uh, that I had pancreatic cancer. So many, you know, 10-hour surgeries and 
all kinds of stuff happened in the last 11 months that led me to this week uh, when the doctor called and he said, uh, like three months ago when we did your C-scan, we seen spots on your liver. And I'm like, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so he said, but we'll just, well, I can make this long, so I better not. Take your time. <laughs> he said, we see spots on your liver, and uh, we got to do a biopsy. Well, I went in there for the biopsy, and they told me it'd take 12 minutes to get that done. Well, 20 minutes later, they were still rubbing my side and trying to find spots on my liver. And I said, what's uh, going on here? And they said, we don't know what they're wanting us to do. We don't see nothing in there. So... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was, I said, I can tell you why you don't see no spots on my liver. I said, you guys are here. The doctor was standing there ready to dig in there and take the biopsy. I said, here's the reason you don't see no spots on my liver. You've been looking for it as hard as you can for 20 minutes. And I don't know if you noticed, I've been laying here quivering in this bed. And I said, that's because I'm praying to God that there's no spots to find. <laughs> Amen. So they said, well, we'll just leave it go uh, for three months and come back. Well, I got the results Wednesday of when I went back. And the doctor said, Larry, uh, I got good news for you, but I have no way to explain what's going on with you. He said, I, I just can't explain it myself. He said, but this last C-scan you just took, there is no spots, there is nothing in your entire body that has anything about cancer in it. <laughs> yeah. So, of course I was absolutely thrilled and um, he said, so you don't need to make a, you know, we won't make any more appointments for anything, but for everybody, we, we haven't come back, you know, for a year or something to, just for a checkup. So he said, I'll let you know when that time is to come back and we'll, we'll do another one and go from there. But uh, before he hung up, I said, can I ask you a question? And he would never give me this answer before. It was always a spin job. Um, I said, can I ask you a question? And he said, uh, yeah, what do you, and I said, are you telling me I am cancer free? And he said, I am telling you, you're cancer free. There's no cancer in your body. Praise God. So, uh, that was, I knew there wouldn't be, I, I knew I'd been healed. And that's another thing. I'd been healed of cancer in my body before that. But uh, I, that was just uh, whatever. Icing on the cake, I guess. <laughs> but I was so glad to hear that. And um, I just want to tell you, everybody, that I'm just, uh, I'm nobody special. I'm just, just me, you know. Uh, just a person that tries, you know, lives for God and stuff, but uh, God seemed fit to, to do this for me. And 
he, he'll do it for everyone in here. He can do it for anybody. So I just, God's a great God. Hallelujah. Let's clap our hands under the Lord. Thank you, Brother Larry. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Oh, yes. Whew. As a pastor, I walk the road with a lot of people. And I've walked the road with Brother Larry. And we've talked and talked and prayed and believed. And if you notice what he said at the very end, he said, I knew they would not find any cancer in my body. That was a word of faith, which we preach. And I hold in my hands the prayer list of New Life Christian Center. And if you would allow me to go to the second name on the list, I want to officially take Larry Bird off of the prayer list. He is no longer on the prayer list. We rejoice in the God of his salvation. Come on, somebody, clap your hands under the Lord and give God glory and praise in this house. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes. Hallelujah. John 3, 17, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And that's the most important thing that could happen today is that God would save you. He that believeth on him is not condemned. He that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Let me say this in closing. Do not underestimate God's work in your life this morning. Don't underestimate God's work in your life this morning. Whatever it is that you're facing this morning, he is able. Whatever your situation is this morning, he is able. Whatever you're dealing with this morning, he is able. Hallelujah. The Lord wanted his disciples to know then that even though he was not with them physically, he was still working among them. And even though he is not going to walk in here today physically, his spirit has been here since the first song and he is here on purpose and he is here to touch you, bless you, heal you, lift you up, transform your life, give you a story of victory. And so the word of God grew and multiplied and prevailed. Acts 12, 24, but the word of God grew and multiplied. Acts 19 and 20, so mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. And so it was James. It was James who penned these words. And I love the words of James. He said, any sick among you, anyone afflicted, let him pray. Is there any merry? Let him sing psalms. Any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith, the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he's committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. 
Confess your faults one to another. Pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And so through prayer, you connect with God and then you are able to say, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I love this scripture. Let me close with it today. This is our God prophetically being revealed by an ancient prophet. He said in Isaiah 53, verse 4, Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he, he did the work among them. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was on him. And by his stripes, we are healed. So today I rejoice in the God of my salvation that says these signs shall follow them. We do not follow signs. The signs follow the believer. These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, cast out devils. In my name, they shall speak with new tongues. In my name they shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. In my name they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. And so today, in a world that's upside down, the church is right side up, because we're standing on the infallible Word of God. And that concludes this podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like, share, and subscribe. And for those of you on iTunes, leave us a good rating. Thank you for listening to the NLCC Lancaster Podcast.